We now begin the seventh and last of our brief talks on Parsha Shalach, and we begin with Shavi. Again, this Parsha, like many of the Parshios in Bamidbar, is full of a dazzling array of seemingly different and unrelated stories and mitzvot. And here we have the story of the Maraglim, which of course dominates the Parsha. But then we have the mitzvah of the Minchas Nesochim, of the meal offering and wine offering that accompanies, must accompany Karbonos. Then we learned about the mitzvah of Chalot, very important mitzvah. We learned before that about the equality of Gerim with the rest of Am Yisrael. Then we learned about the mitzvah of Chalot. Then we learned the mitzvah of the Karbon which was brought when the entire nation uh, erroneously, well, entire nation followed the erroneous ruling of the Enei Ho'eda, of the eyes of the leaders of the congregation, and the korban, Korbanos which they brought, and the forgiveness which they attained. And now we move ahead to another Korban, and that is, Suppose it's not the entire nation that sinned uh, erroneously, but rather it is one individual who sins so, sins again with the specific sin of idolatry. He brings a korban, a chatos, a sin offering from a goat. Notice, the other type of chatos, the chatos kavua, the chatos which is brought when a person sins an avera for which had he done that avera intentionally he would be chayef kores. And here he does the avera unintentionally, such as he eats chelev or chometz, uh, etc. Then he brings a korban chatos, this korban is different. With the other first type of korban, he brings either a female sheep or female goat. Here, where he sins for the specific mitzvah of idolatry, he brings a male goat. I'm sorry. Here he brings a female goat. Uh, a female goat. So for a regular carbon chatos, he brings either a sheep or a goat. Here he must bring a goat. Stand corrected. And a forgiveness is brought about for this person. After all, he has sinned bishogeg, and he has brought his korban chatos for the avodazora, for the idolatrous sin which he committed. Notice once again, whether a person is a citizen, a person with yichos, he's a Jew from Avram Avinu on all the way down, he could trace his lineage. Or whether he is a ger who just converted yesterday, same Torah, and that's true in general, the same Torah, but it's true here specifically for this sin of worshipping Avodazara Bishkoge. And the Pasuk continues with Pasuk Lamet. And for Rashi, 
This, as Falami Chazal, this is speaking about a person who blesses God. You know what that means? Talmud doesn't want to say curses God. So he says blesses God. A person who doesn't sin in this manner accidentally, but does so with a high hand, meaning does so intentionally and brazenly, whether he's an old established citizen or a stranger, as Hashem he has defiled God, he has shamed God. And this is equivalent to idol worship. Such a person is cut off. The sin is kores. His soul is cut off. It's not, a korban won't suffice here. He has disgraced the word of God. He has violated his mitzvah. This person's soul should be cut off. Avona vo. The sin is with this person. There's no, no um, escape from it. Rashi says, This is if the person does not do tshuva. If he does do tshuva, then he has his approach to God and his approach for forgiveness. Now, we revert to a narrative we had a narrative of the Miraglim, we had the mitzvot of Minchas Nesochim, of Chala, of the Karbonos Fravodah Zorah, public uh, Kol Ha'om, Kol Ha'eda, or just an individual. Now, a story again. The Jews were in the Midbar. Things were proceeding. They found a person who was gathering sticks, gathering twigs on the day of Shabbos, violating the day of Shabbos. And those people who found him out took him to Moshe, to Aaron, to Kol Ho'edo again. They put him on a watch. They put him in a kind of a prison. As Rashi points out, they knew that a person who violates Shabbos it does so after having been warned and intentionally defies the warning and profanes Shabbos, understands the nature of Shabbos and nature of what he's doing and does it anyway. The punishment is death. But what type? Of death. There are four. Skilo, Srefa, Herak, Chenek. There are four different ways of putting a person who violates various Averos to death. They didn't know which way. The person is to be put to death. He is put to death by stoning. He's removed from the community. The stoning takes place at some distance from the community. <coughs> they indeed did stone him. He did die. So here, some, uh, seemingly out of place in the middle of nowhere, we have this story, another tragic story, the story of the Makoshesh. The story of the Miraglim was a story of an entire community. The entire Jewish people bore some guilt for the sin of the Miraglim. Here, 
It's one individual Mekoshesh. And so too, the Korban Avodah there was a Korban for the community, there was a Korban for the individual. There's two levels of sin, two levels of forgiveness, the community, the individual. Very, very important. And finally, the Torah concludes Parsha Shalach with a Parsha which is very familiar to us all. It's the Parsha of Tzitzis, which constitutes the third Parsha of the Kriyat Shema. Vayomer Hashem al Moshe Lemor. God said to Moshe, "Daber al bnei Yisrael v'yomar tolehem v'yosu lohem tzitzis al kanfei v'gdeyem medorosam." Speak to the Jews and tell them they are to put fringes upon their the corners of their clothing for all generations. V'nosnu al tzitzis hakonof pesil techeles on each um, corner they are to put one thread of techeles. That is. The woolen thread dyed with the dye extracted from the chalazon sea creature, snail of some sort. It's a bluish dye and it is to be put on one of the strings of the uh, fringes which are placed upon the corners of the beget. Now, what is the connection one, might, one must wonder between the story of the Miraglim at the beginning of this Parsha and the story of Tzitzis at the end? I can't review for you all of the numerous, numerous approaches to that question, but I want to draw your attention to the word which appears in the next Posuk Lamates and the word which described the spying of the Miraglim. The spying of the miraculum was described with the word, the verb, whose root is tough fav resh, which means to survey or to scout. Now, pay attention to Pasuk Lamates. That these tzitzis, these fringes, should be something which you look at, something which you gaze at. You should observe it, and therefore there's no mitzvah of tzitzis by night when you can't normally see. These tzitzis should remind you of all the mitzvot. These tzitzis are a, a reminder, they're a key, so to speak, into the rest of the Torah. You look at them and you remember the whole picture. And Rashi tells us ways in which the tzitzis um, uh, can remind us of all the mitzvot. And when you remember the mitzvahs, it's not just enough to remember them. you got to do them. Velosasuru. Here's that word again. Velosasuru. In the context of the Miraglim, Lasur meant to scout out, to survey, but really it meant to tour in English, T-O-U-R, to, to wander around. Here too. It means don't wander, but in this case, don't stray. Don't follow your heart and your eyes. Your heart, your desires, and your eyes, the things you see and are envious of, these can do you in. These are things you follow and they can destroy you. How Ayin Roeh says Rashi, the eye sees, the Halev Chomeid, and the heart desires, and the body listens to the eyes and the heart and strays from God's mitzvot. Don't let that happen. And the tzitzis are a preventative to that happening. 
The tzitzis are lemaantiz geru vasisemes kol mitzvosai. The tzitzis are a reminder to us all to do all of God's mitzvos v'higisem kedoshim leloheichem, and to be holy to God, to be separate, to be removed from sin, to be higher, loftier, holier. And the Hashem alokeichem, Hashem utseisi eschem me'eretz mitzrayim. I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt to be your God, Ani Hashem Elokechem. What an ending for this Parsha. This Parsha ends with a reminder of how it all started. It all started with Yitzias Mitzrayim. And to assure that we are always connected to Yitzias Mitzrayim, we do many mitzvos. Pesach and all the mitzvos we do then being just uh, uh, one subset of the mitzvos that we do to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But Tzitzis is also a reminder of Mitzrayim. And reading this Parsha, which we do day and night, are reminders of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And by reminding ourselves of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we remind ourselves to do all of God's mitzvot, and not to stray, not to wander. The Maraglam strayed, they wandered. We're not to do this. And so, the end of this parsha, from the mitzvot of Minchas Nesachim right through to the mitzvah of Tzitzis, are kind of countervailing forces that will help us resist the kinds of temptation that did the Maraglam in. And basically that temptation was a temptation to be defeatist, not to be hopeful, not to put one's trust in God, but to fear other men. And the Torah is teaching us again and again and again, trust in God and you need fear nothing. This is the end of Parsha Shalach. Thank you for listening.